for people who are saying that email list rental doesn't work, that, it, that it's dead and that it's illegal, I would suggest that $16 million a year in sales proves that it's not dead and that it does work because the clients that I work with book over and over and over and over again and I've worked with them for years. You're listening to Real Marketing Real Fast, the only podcast that brings you unfiltered, undaunted, insider information on the latest tools and technologies for online marketers. Prepare to dive deep into marketing myths, breakthrough models, and cutting-edge strategies that will have an immediate impact on the growth of your business. And now, here's your host, marketing expert, Doug Morneau. Well, welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. Today's podcast is going to be a solo episode. I'm going to talk about the book, Three Big Lies, The Truth About Renting Email List to Generate Leads and Sales. So this is a book that I had published last year. It became an international bestseller. But what I'd like to share with you today are three main points. The backstory of the book, how it came to be, a free offer, and a juicy story that was not shared in the book at the suggestion of my editor. So my entrepreneurial um, life began about 33 years ago. And as my business grew and gained some notoriety and some success, you know, we had some business challenges, you might say, which I'll share a little bit further along. And uh, the comment I kept getting from people over and over again, hey, you have to write a book, you have to write a book, you have to write a book. And I got so tired of people saying that I had to write a book. I mean, uh, my wife was telling me that, but I heard it from people in the business community, I heard it from friends, and I thought nobody really wants to read a book that I'm going to write. I'm not a writer. But they weren't talking about a business book. They were talking about a biography. For some reason, uh, people found my life story and the uh, the challenges that we've had and overcome to be interesting. But I just ignored it for years and years and years. And then finally, I decided, okay, maybe I'll write a book. And so I began doing some research and talking to some people uh, about what it would take to write a biography. And uh, at one point, when I was sharing a, a brief bit of my story, I had one uh, one particular company say, well, I think you should skip the book and we should just go right to produce a movie. So that kind of convinced me that maybe the people that were around me and the people that cared for me that were telling me to write a biography might actually be on to something. So I did what any good entrepreneur would do. I went online to do some research on how to write a book. And uh, through my research, I came across a company in Los Angeles called uh, Best Selling Publisher or BSP. And it's run by a gentleman by the name of Rob Kosberg. So uh, I'd done a lot of research and I thought, hey, Rob looks like a pretty sharp guy. And so I bought the course. He had a course that was a how-to. It was about $800. And I went through the course and I thought, man, Rob is a really smart guy. There's all the resources here how to do this but quite honestly I just didn't want to do it so I wanted to move on to the next step and that was could I have Rob's company do all the work and pay him for a done for you service so I'd received an invitation to go to Los Angeles and I knew full well in advance that I was likely to hire them for their done for service now this was May of 2017 so we sat I sat through the seminar and the training and I went up and I spoke to them and I said, hey, this is uh, this is kind of what I'm thinking and and I uh, want to write a biography. And uh, I, I was very shocked by their response. Their suggestion was don't write a biography that people who write and publish books generally 
don't make any money selling books. The book is usually used for a lead magnet or a way to attract clients or get speaking engagements to sell something else, but the money's not in the book. So their suggestion was to start with a business book. So uh, having given that some thought and spending some time uh, working with them, I agreed to to move forward, but with a new strategy. And I don't know why I came up with this or, or where it came from, but I thought, hey, instead of writing one book, why not write three books? Now, uh, I just finished telling you that I didn't think that I was a writer and I didn't want to write a biography. And for some strange reason, I got into my head that I should write three books in 12 months. So I signed a contract with them to do that. And off I began. So the first book was going to be a biography. The second, I mean, not a biography. The first book was going to be a business book. The second book was going to be around my health and wellness journey. And the third book would be the biography. So I began writing later that spring and Three Big Lies was born. Now I'll share with you the, the process of writing. So the process of writing was really simple. They, the way that they set it out um, was I, I worked on a, a title. So I'd done some research on Amazon to see what was what other books were already in the space of email marketing. I had bought several of them. I had read them. I looked at the comments from people who had bought the books. And then I came up with the title Three Big Lies. And where I got the title from was people's confusion uh, and the misinformation around email list rental. And so that was the, that's how the, the title came to be. And the three big lies were it's that email marketing was dead, that it doesn't work, and that email list rental was illegal. And none of those were true. I knew that for a fact because every single day I was making money helping my clients to grow their businesses using this exact tactic. So the process, once uh, once the title was set, was to come up with the chapters and the outline. So I began working with uh, their marketing people there to come up with the outline. We kind of got the outline down uh, and got the book into like three basic parts. The first part would be the three big lies that it's dead, it's illegal, it doesn't work. And the second book would be some learning. Uh, so part number two was email jail doing hard time. It talked about account suspensions, talked about like, your get out or free jail card in terms of email deliverability, leveraging addiction, the addiction that people have to their mobile phones. And then finally, part three was uh, moving along and, and how to execute. So the starving crowd, uh, how to get lightning, quick results, um, stealth marketing, and the fact that you could just buy the result that you needed. And then the secret sauce that people didn't know that we could add to the email marketing and the email list rental. So once that was set up, the process then moved over to the actual writing. And I really didn't know because I had never written before what the process was or how long it should take. So their outline that the folks at BSP suggested was write each chapter like a TED talk, a 30 to 45 minute TED talk, and then get on the phone with the uh, with the editor, present it as if you're speaking, the um, conversation would be recorded and transcribed, and then it would be edited, and that would be a completed chapter. So at that point, I thought, hey, that kind of makes sense. I can do that. I asked my editor, how many chapters should I do um, a week? She said that, you know, people do, you know, whatever they're comfortable with and they can fit in their schedule. So I made a commitment to do a chapter a week. And off I went, banging away on the keyboards, producing a chapter a week. And it wasn't too long. And uh, I had finished the process. So the book was then edited, sent back to me. And uh, then I got a request from my editor saying, hey, I need all the footnotes of all your sources of all the quotes you've got. So there was my first big painful learning experience. I'd been in the business a long time. I had a lot of contacts. I had a lot of information or access to a lot of information. So when I wrote the information and presented it, I didn't keep track of the exact uh, sources of my some of the quotes and the stats that I had produced. So I had to go back really 
and do a second run over it and uh, find those attributions so they could be included in the book. So that was the uh, that was the uh, the process. Then the book was uh, completed. After that, I worked with the uh, publisher, um, their design team, to come up with a title. And then once the title was uh, the cover was done and the book was complete, I actually reached out to a number of my contacts in the email marketing space and in the business space and asked them to read and proof the book and give me some feedback and also to write forwards and uh, testimonials and endorsements for the book. So at that point, the book was completed. The book was then uploaded onto Amazon Kindle and the publishers went to work to do what they're supposed to do. So I realized that the money for me wasn't going to be in the book and that I was going to use the book as a lead magnet and give the book away. And uh, I guess there's a couple of thoughts that come to mind for a lot of people. When I share this, they go, hey, well, why would you do that? Why would you give it away? And uh, it's not just because I like to be a contrarian. It's because I like to have the success that other people have got. And when people ask me for advice, I tell them, you know, find somebody who's willing to pay the price that you're willing to pay or has done what you want to do. And so I went looking for people who had gone through this process with Rob and his company. And I noticed there was a number of them out there that that were making, you know, six high six figures and seven figure incomes, giving their book away and using it as a lead magnet. So for me, that wasn't a big deal to have invested the money and uh, get that out the door. So the goal was to uh, use the book to create authority for me in the space to share a topic, the email list rental topic that that wasn't talked about and still isn't talked about and get speaking engagements. So while I was at an email marketing conference in Las Vegas in the spring of 2018, I had stepped out of a, a session and I received a note from somebody congratulating me on becoming an international bestseller. So this was kind of interesting because I knew the book had been loaded to Amazon. I didn't know the publisher had started promoting promoting it. And while I was out of town at an email marketing conference, the book became an international bestseller in Canada, the US, the UK and Australia. So that was, uh, that was pretty exciting. During the time while I was writing the book, I began thinking of ways that I could strategize, ways I could start to use the book to get out and start sharing what I considered the good news. The good news was, hey, email list rental is alive and well. It's a great way to leverage your business to uh, have massive results in a very short period of time. So I started responding to requests for speakers at conferences while I was completing the book and just after it was published. And what came as a very big surprise to me was that the email marketing industry itself, the industry conferences, didn't want to have any part of me speaking and especially speaking on this topic. And to be quite honest, I just frankly, I couldn't understand why not? And and so here I sit today recording this episode and I still don't understand why not other than um, that's just the reality. So I'm just going to share with you one response that I received from a software as a service company uh, called Litmus that uh, was a tool that I used to use um, to do email design. And uh, so the response was, hey, Doug, uh, list rental is a topic that we hear about frequently and we've included in our research, as you noted. However, we discourage the practice of list rental. Our position is that permission cannot be borrowed or sold and that consent is defined by regulations like Castle and GDPR is critical in the email channel. So I got this response back and I'm thinking, let me see. So this is a software as a service vendor. So someone who has a tool that allows you to design email and has email marketing conferences and they discourage list rental. 
And their understanding is that, or their position is that you can't borrow permission. So I'm just going to go off on a quick little tangent here. I do promise to come back and tell you why I think the approach is wrong. The publishers that I work with are all big name brand publishers. So go to any magazine store that you would frequent. Look at all the topics on um, on business and marketing and sports and all the uh, uh, health and wellness, fitness. Almost all of those uh, publishers will allow you to rent their email list. So we're not talking about fringe stuff, weird stuff. I'm not talking about buying email. So I really couldn't get my head around why the, um, the response was you can't borrow permission and it's, you know, it's outside of the castle and GDPR. So uh, enough on enough on that. So what became obvious to me uh, was that uh, those people that were hosting email events didn't want this message shared to their audience. And, you know, um, let's be honest. I mean, I thought that was a great opportunity and it was a good opportunity for them to uh, to show a different point of view and a different opportunity, but it's their conference. They get to choose who they have for speakers. And I just didn't, you know, make the cut of what they're looking for. So as I mentioned earlier, the long-term plan really was to do free plus shipping. And it's funny when you say that, because some people say, well, why should I pay for shipping? As if, the, you know, a publisher um, or a writer giving away a book isn't good enough, They that often the pushback is that people don't want to pay for shipping. Well, quite simply, if you're a fan of Ryan Dice, he calls it a tripwire. I mean, you can call it whatever you want, but I call it a qualifying process. I mean, if you're not willing to pay the 7 or $8 for shipping and handling, then I'm not willing to send you the book. So in terms of my investment, if you want to know, you know, how this kind of worked out and, and what it took to do this, the investment to buy the first course from Rob was about $800. The done for you service was $22,000. And that doesn't obviously include my time. I'm not looking to charge for my time. So I'm basically in this for about $23,000 before I sell a single book. So I figured, hey, you know, if I'm willing to also pay to have the book printed, the least people can do is pay for shipping. And that will tell me if you're serious and you're interested and you're a prospective uh, prospect or client or somebody that we may work with in the future, opposed to just sending out a whole bunch of books to people who won't, quite frankly, won't take the time to read them. So um, having uh, started the process of the free plus shipping, the next step is, you know, uh, how are we going to monetize this? Well, the next step for me is to offer in-depth training course to teach you how to find the best email lists, uh, how to rent the email list that work best for your business and what's required from your creative team, what's required from tracking and what are the techniques and the analytics and the reporting and how do you scale up and how do you leverage the new media tools that amplify your email list rental efforts? And then finally, what are the joint venture opportunity. So how can you identify potential partners that will email your marketing message to their list and do it on a revenue share basis? So that's basically the outline of the course that I'm working through as we as I record this episode. And um, so, you know, what happened during this process is this little bit of self-doubt starts to creep in. So my original thinking was that I should charge $997 US for the course. And uh, through a process of a few weeks as I was writing the course, the self-doubt creeps in and had me thinking, well, maybe I should start at $97 just to see, you know, um, how this is going to work. And and uh, once I got over myself, I had done some research and I had talked to the folks at Thinkific who I'm working with in uh, Vancouver, the uh, beautiful city I live in, and decided to launch the course at $495. And here's what's interesting um, when you, you know, this is a side note when you change your stinking thinking. So, you know, I was talking to I was talking to the guys at Thinkific. I was actually interviewing them on my podcast and I'm a user of their of their tool for the training courses. 
And uh, a week or so later, I was being interviewed on a podcast by a guest, or I mean, a, a host by the name of Tom Pollan. And Tom asked me about my monetization strategy after we finished recording his episode. And so I shared with him, hey, my goal really is to give away the book, do a free plus shipping offer. And and then, uh, you know, for people who want more information than those provided in the book or want a really in-depth how-to, I've got a, a course. And he said, well, how much is the course? I said, well, the course is $495 US and the course will be uh, released in uh, February of 2019. And he said, well, I'd buy that. So entrepreneurs, here we are talking about a course that's not complete. I'm a guest on somebody else's podcast. And so, you know, what's the first thought that runs through your mind when you're sharing with somebody what you're planning on or what you're doing? And they say, I'll buy that. Well, my first thought was, well, I guess uh, I guess I should say yes. I said, okay, so how do you want to proceed? He said, well, let me give you my credit card, my number now, but I want you to promise me that you'll process the you'll process the card today. And I said, okay. So I took down his credit card information and with a promise to pay uh, to process the payment later that day. And he says, now now that I've paid for the course, I want to tell you your course is way too inexpensive. The information that you're sharing that you shared with me, you should be charging over a thousand dollars for. So uh, good for Tom. I, he took immediate action. Good for me. That was the first sale I made on a course that wasn't done yet. I told him it wasn't done, but he didn't seem to care. He thought there was enough value there. And so I made my first sale for four hundred and ninety five dollars. So he went back and revised my plan. Well, if um, if I can pre-sell a course that's not done for $4.95, then I'll do my soft launch at $4.95 and then move the price to $9.97 with the goal of maybe eventually moving the course up to about a $3,000 price point. So um, that's the monetization strategy for the follow-up of my book. So I did complete my second book, my health and wellness book in January 2018. It is this my life, kind of my health journey. It's, it's called um, Prescribed to Death, How I Got Off Five Medications and Saved My Life. And it walks through the process of how um, I nearly died, talks about the five statin drugs that I was on and had been on for, you know, you know, 20 years and how I managed to figure out how to get off of these drugs within 12 months. And I am now writing book number three. So remember I said that when I went down to Los Angeles to meet with Rob and the folks at BSP, I started with, with the idea of writing a biography and left uh, agreeing to write three books, uh, the business book, the health book, and the biography. So book number three is the good, the bad, the ugly, the salacious, and the scandalous biography. I really don't have a date for this. It's obviously a lot harder to write than it is uh, talking about your, your life and the good things and the bad things and the people who have come and gone and all all the stuff that happened in between than writing a book about business or your health journey. So um, now let's get back to, I did tease you at the very beginning and I said I was going to share a story with you that was not included in my original uh, book, The Three Big Lies. And so here it is. So let me give you a little bit of background. So my business uh, was growing and I was working away and uh, my first goal was to get to seven figures. And once I got to seven figures, if you if you guys know me at all and you listen to me and follow my goals, I went, hey, I got to a million a year. Let's go to two million a year. And I got to two million a year. I said, hey, let's go to five million year. So I got uh, the business to 5 million a year. I said, Hey, I got to 5 million a year. Let's double it again. Let's go to $10 million a year. And I got to $10 million a year in sales. I said, well, Hey, a million dollars a month. That's a new goal. So we got to a million dollars a month. 
And we kept proceeding along until we hit our biggest year of all, and we had reached $16 million a year. So for people who are saying that email list rental doesn't work, that that it's dead and that it's illegal, I would suggest that $16 million a year in sales proves that it's not dead and that it does work because the clients that I work with book over and over and over and over again, and I've worked with them for years. So where's the where's the juicy part of this story? Well, what happened is uh, we were having so much success success with our clients. And I like to, I mentioned before, I like to emulate other successful companies. I looked at what Guthy Renker in the US was doing and how they had bought up all the infomercial space. So they controlled all the TV space for infomercials and they could run their own ads to it. And, and then if you wanted to buy into that space, you had to buy from them. So I went back to some of my clients and I said, hey, I think if we in, increase our budgets, we can freeze up our competitor, freeze out our competitors and we can lock up all the best email lists and prepay for them and rent them for the entire year to keep people out of this space. Well, uh, admittedly, I was thinking of um, growing my business and thinking of growing my client's business, and I didn't have any concern or any thought to how this might affect my competitors because to be honest, I really didn't care. Uh, but that didn't go over very well. It didn't take very long before we were working on a project and I started getting I started getting some weird phone calls to my office and basically they were they were extortion phone calls and they became increasingly more threatening. And uh, then they went from just my home, I mean from my, my office, they started coming to my home and then they started coming to my cell phone. And so I started recording them and tracking the numbers. And I think the I think the people who were phoning and harassing us trying to get me to uh, to scale down my business and stopped doing what I was doing really must have figured out that I was tracking the calls because then they started spoofing the numbers. So I started getting calls that looked like they were coming from the FBI or coming from the White House or coming from really weird places. And the uh, that um, level of intimidation just continued till I finally went to our local authorities in Canada. I went to the RCMP and I said, hey, there's the issue. And they said, hey, don't pay these people. They're likely thugs. They're just trying to intimidate you and extort money. But then the, the calls got increasingly more threatening. So we ended up hiring a, um, a security company who came in and put uh, breakproof glass in our house and put new tamper-proof locks in our house. We set up new security protocol in our office. We had to start running shifts from our offices, uh, having our staff come and go at different times, start working from home, start working remotely. And then the threat got to a level where they felt that personal protection was in order. So I basically had a, um, I had a personal guard that sat in front of my house uh, seven days a week 24 hours a day with a with a vehicle running and they just took shifts our family had radios we had a safe room set up in the house they wanted me to wear a flak vest and whenever I went out, we had people that we had security follow us. They wanted us to put our cars away, to rent different cars, take different uh, different routes back and forth from home. And then this finally came to a head. It came to a head when one of our staff was with a keen eye, recognized a, an unusual vehicle that had pulled up in front of the office. And uh, so they phoned and reported it to the police. And it turned out that it was a vehicle that was rented in Alberta. So uh, two, uh, I don't know what you might call them, gang type thugs had uh, hopped on planes from two different places in the U.S. had flown into the Calgary airport, had rented a car and had driven to the Vancouver area, I guess, to visit me to reinforce the message that I was uh, affecting the business of one of my competitors. So um, that was my juicy story that uh, didn't make it in the book. I don't know how relevant it is to what you're doing or what you might think of the work that I've done. But what it did show to me was we were obviously um, having a 
lot of success in a space that people kept saying didn't work, was dead and was illegal. So, you know, there's my story. There's the backstory, the, the good, the bad, the ugly that happened as I was growing my 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 email list rental business. Who would have thought that uh, growing a business like this would have come up with, you know, intimidation from the mob? So will you email risk rental still continue to produce staggering results and, you know, a tsunami of leads for sales and ever? I don't know. It may. I mean, it's it's working now. The one thing I do know for now is that I focus on what works and I focus what worked in the past and still paying dividends today. And when I say the past, I'm not talking about some past life that's two, three, four, five, 10, 15 years ago. I'm talking about weeks or months ago. And as I record this episode today, I'm currently working on this strategy for two marketing campaigns that are heavily focused on using email list rental as the cornerstone to do the heavy lifting. In addition to that, our team will obviously use uh, AdWords, uh, use return targeting and social media to help leverage and drive this campaign home for my clients. So in closing today, I just want to say it doesn't really matter whether you're a solopreneur, whether you own a small business, a big business, or you're in charge of sales and marketing for your employer without leads, you're dead. And my recommendation to you is at least investigate the potential of renting email list to and add to your media mix to grow your business. So my free offer, I did say I'd have a free offer for you and this is my free offer and it shouldn't come as a surprise what that might be. If you go to dougmorno.com and sign up for the real marketing email, I will notify you when I launch the free plus shipping offer. You'll be the first one to get an email if you're on the list. And then when you receive the email, it's up to you. You can decide to accept my offer or reject my gift at that point. At that point, if you want to accept it, you're just going to click through to a landing page. You're going to put in basically your payment and shipping information. You're going to pay for the shipping and I'm going to ship you off the book. So I hope that uh, this episode gave you a little bit of background and maybe a little bit of encouragement around at least writing from somebody who had never written uh, much at all to now having written and completed two books and now having one as a bestseller. And I anticipate that uh, the second and third book will be bestsellers as well. So wishing you huge success, massive gains and profits. And I look forward to serving you on our next episode. That's all for this episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. Now it's time to take your marketing to the next level by visiting DougMorneau.com and downloading our advanced marketing white papers as well as exclusive resources based on today's episode. That's DougMorneau.com. Until next time, we look forward to serving you right here on Real Marketing Real Fast.